This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. It's open, Greg. Airport. We are pitting four tires. Hell yeah. Get after it. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Junior, post-race Martinsville. Um, it was a wild, wild race. I didn't expect uh, I didn't expect it to get that wild. But anyhow, we'll kick it off. Uh, I had a uh, real fast car in practice. We didn't qualify good. We ran okay the first session top 10 but the second session we weren't good so we started about where we usually do there we ended up uh taking off in the race and uh, it wasn't good uh the car didn't drive good had a lot of issues and we needed to you know get on pit road and get to work so we had to make a lot of changes and a lot of adjustments to try to figure out how to fix our balance issues we had the car burning the left rear tire off and killing the drive off we just had a lot of you know things to work on. The car wasn't turning in the middle. We made a lot of changes, and as actually as the track got rubbered up a little bit toward the end of the race, our car got a little better. I think by the end of the um, race, I, we was pretty good. I don't know if we was the best car there, but I think we were we were going to be pretty good. So we're definitely a top five car. But we um, you know we got the car running good. It's a wild race. Um, I love racing there. I love that you know. I love close racing and, and rubbing on guys and so forth. And we had a little uh, played bumper tag with Jeff for a little bit. I don't know. He he uh, as soon as he caught me running the back of me, so I let him know I didn't like that too much. I waited on him to run in the back of the next car he caught, but he didn't. So I was kind of offended a little bit. But anyhow, uh, I was happy he won the race. I do love respecting, but um, you know you got to race people how you want to be raced, and vice versa. So they need to race you that way. I didn't think you did there for a second, but I'm happy they won. I'm glad for Allen. He's an awesome guy. I got a lot of respect for Allen too, and uh, hope he wins this championship because he deserves it. They've been working real hard to get there, and I've been, in, you know, been able to see that effort. Uh, up close and so I got a lot of respect for him and his team and obviously Rick you know you want Rick to win another championship so that definitely make the boss man happy um Gus just ran up <laughs> so anyhow I don't know we don't I don't know if we got too aggressive with anybody else me and Denny raced pretty hard at the end he he did he, he gave me a little bit of the bumper uh pushed me up uh off of two and got the spot but it was cool good racing i mean i don't mind you know getting moved around a little bit as you you know as long as you don't wreck me and as long as you don't mind me moving you around so it was all good we had a fun day um but everybody's gonna be talking about that uh, mess with the 22 and the 20 so you know here's my opinion on it you know i thought the 22 was pretty aggressive at kansas but what did he mean was kind of how he handled it afterwards. Um, you know, he said things that would piss off anybody that just got wrecked by him. So I think that, you know, what he said after the fact of was what bothered Matt the most. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult situation to handle if you're uh, Joey. You know, after you after you punt somebody, it's a fine line to walk. And I don't, I mean, I guess he didn't walk that the way Matt thought he should have. So that really frustrated Matt and... I think Matt also thought that maybe the two had something to do with him wrecking at Martinsville. So maybe that fueled, fueled the fire a little bit. I'm just guessing on that one, but I saw some maybe some scanner interaction about Matt wondering if the two took him out. Actually, the two broke tie rod in. That's why they all wrecked. So... Uh, but I think it's, you know, Matt at the moment thought that the two had just ran over him, so, or clipped him somehow. So there's a lot of things going on there, and, uh, man, you know, I think guys, them guys hit that wall hard, and Matt really, they all went in there hard. I could not believe what I was seeing. I mean, I've seen guys get wrecked, but damn, that, he put that <laughs> in the fence. But anyhow, don't wreck Matt. Don't piss Matt off, so that's what you get. 
So hope you guys enjoyed the download, and we'll talk to you later. Old Junebug there. I love how he always introduces himself in case uh, you weren't sure what you were listening to. This is yeah. the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. That was Dale Earnhardt Jr. We've got my man Travis James Majors, best spotter there is in the business uh, for the 88 team. When We also have a special guest this week. I don't know if I want to call him a guest. Travis Peterson's been on this podcast before. I mean, you're certainly part of the family, but... You know, you show your face every once in a while, so I'll still call you a guest. A special guest. <laughs> the engineer for the uh, 88 team is with us, and Miss Amanda is with us as well. Hey, uh, guys and girls, before we get to our opinion on uh, what Junior just said about the Gordon issue, which is very interesting, 22 and the 20 and all that, there's one thing you can't deny, TJ. That is the atmosphere at Martinsville Speedway. I mean, that was electric yesterday. I mean, it felt like, what, I mean, honestly, when Kenseth T-boned Joey Logano and when Jeff Gordon won the race, it sounded like your Buffalo Bills playing in a meaningful <laughs> game, which hadn't happened in a long time. Uh, it sounded like your Bills defense with a pick six taking it to the house. It yeah. sounded that loud. It was definitely loud. It was uh, not just once, but numerous times, you know, when it happened and then, you know, we stopped all the cars and the drivers were getting out. There was cheers and boos and – um, the fans were into it. Um, you know, it's it's great to see the great to see the crowd be into it like that. You know, and be passionate, and whether you liked it or didn't like it, you know, it's it's glad to see the the rise in them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Travis, that's that's what you. I mean, NASCAR had a big day. No matter you know what you want to talk about with controversy, etc. There's a lot of things that fans could be very passionate and entertained by, for sure. Yeah, for sure, you're right. I mean, between retaliation and then the guy on his farewell tour making his yep. shot at Homestead secure, that was uh, definitely exciting. It was interesting you're talking about the fans, and the it was great under red flag. They showed a replay again, and they cheered so loud that Dale asked us over the radio. He said, uh, what just happened? Like He was waiting <laughs> to see what happened because he couldn't see the scoreboard, and they're like, uh, we just showed a replay again. The fans are pretty yeah. excited still. <laughs> I was, uh, I I was in the that. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you were in. Were you in the bathroom? I actually, I actually, yeah, I told. I said I was not where I could tell right now. I was actually, okay. it was red flag, man. What do you want me to do? No, no, I mean, I have no problem with you using the bathroom <laughs> if, in fact, yeah. you really used a bathroom. Well, that time I did earlier. Okay. I mean, I love when it's cloudy and chance of rain because no people can't tell. I got to be honest. I got to be honest, Amanda. When when they were talking about how dark it was, and I'm sure that was really tough for you, TJ. There, it was last, actually dark, very dark. The last uh, 30, 45 minutes, I honestly thought, man, TJ's relieving himself because nobody's even going to – now it's completely yeah. dark. You know, we yeah. always go one step over the line. We're not even five minutes into the show. We don't have a line. <laughs> like, hell, like, hell, man, I can't see the track right now. I'm a – those yeah. cameras, yeah. the camera angles don't do it justice. I'm gonna tell you what was really brightness. What was yeah. really cool was the rotors. Like I could tell mm -hmm. who had the, who was using them up. You know, normally you can't. I could see it a little bit sometimes during the day, but at night, man, it was like evident. Yeah. Like it you really like could. It was, you could see it on TV. TJ Stevie kept uh, talking about it. Yeah, it, it was looked like it had been put in one of them apps where you adjust the color and stuff. You know, and it, <laughs> it looked like that. Every <laughs> had a filter on it. Yeah. That would be a bad-to-the-bone night race, that place would be. I mean, those cars are sparking, getting in the corner all over the place. They brakes. need lights there, man, be, I'm telling you. That would be an awesome night race. Everybody loves that place. It's it's the I think it's the, the class of the circuit, and has been for years, especially since some of the changes that have been made. But uh, I'd, I'd love to see lights there. Travis, I want to piggyback off something Junior said. I, I know all you got to be ecstatic for all your boys that they're going to be going to Homestead with a chance to win a championship. Uh, aside from the issues Junior and Gordon might have had, on the track, um, it was neat to hear Dale Jr. call out uh, Allen and, and all the people on that team. I know you're close to him. Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, all of their engineers, all their mechanics, everybody at the shop, everybody across the whole campus back at Hendrick Motorsports is just stoked because, I mean, he's our last bullet right now because the rest of us have been knocked out. So we're going to do everything we can to help him. And we definitely are stoked that he's going to Homestead and we have a shot to take a Hendrick car to the championship for sure. Well, TJ, I think it's pretty cool that there is there is a car that's in the Hendrick shop that's going to have a chance to win a championship in Homestead. Like Travis said, after all that's gone on uh, this season, let, let's get to the um, the issues with the 88 and the 20. What was going and, and, Excuse me, the 24. What was going on with them? Um, you know, we were all 
we were all in line there, and he hasn't hadn't really got to us to even attempt to he didn't even attempt to make a pass on us. And to me, he wasn't even he wasn't even close enough to make a pass yet, and it kind of caught us both off guard. We were behind ah, maybe the 18 or the 20 or something right th- at that point in the race. Someone some good cars, like it was top six or seven cars, I think. And uh, you know, Jeff just ran on there, and we got kind of jammed up behind the guy in front of us in the middle of the tune. Jeff just laid the bumper to us hard. We were getting ready to let him go. Dell Jr. said, um, you know, he said that, and I believe we would have. But, you know, as soon as Jeff goes close enough to, to take that look, change lanes, and, you know, we would have backed off and let him go or pulled low on the straightaway and let him pass us and moved on. But just that whole deal, I think it frust- I think it makes him mad that it's just to be that courteous all day to other drivers and stuff and not really, you you know, make anybody work harder than they had to and, you know, you're better than me right now, you go, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We race like that all day, and to have a guy come up there and just, you know what, you know, boom, get out of my way. It's kind of not something you expect from a from a guy, you know, as as uh, he's a teammate. Yeah, yeah. a teammate and as highly respected as Jeff is, you know. Jeff's one of the – I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer easily. I mean, there's no doubt. So, you know, that's something they could probably personally talk about or text about or, or – uh, emoji about i don't know <laughs> <laughs> in this day and age yeah you just put a you put a you flip yeah, the bird an angry saying. face then a shake hand yep. face yeah i got Since it the updated emoji pack we got i mean i can pretty much have a conversation with just emojis i mean <laughs> well i want to ask you travis uh we're gonna get to a couple clips here in uh, just a second um, you heard junior talk about uh, not the best qualifying run but was great in practice so the, the car uh, didn't get off to the greatest start on uh, on Sunday, but really came on as the race went on, and, and especially the last 100-plus laps was really one of the best cars uh, out there. Like uh, Junior said, he didn't, wasn't sure maybe if he had the best car, but he certainly had one of them and you know, ends up with a fourth-place effort, which is certainly something to be uh, proud of. What did you make of the uh, how competitive the car was and what happened in qualifying? Well, qualifying, we, yeah, just, we kind of struggled, period, but... Uh, you know, we didn't think we were terribly far off, and then every time we'd go out on a second run, it was pretty far off. So we, for whatever reason, we couldn't adjust it right the second run, or we didn't have the setup to last more than a couple laps. But uh, really, we got into qualifying. We had changed some things going into it, ran good the first round. We were excited. We were like, man, we added some speed to the race car. And in the second round, we didn't make too many adjustments, uh, tried to keep it consistent and help him a little bit because he said he was a little snug and I guess we missed it a little because it was way free the next run and we didn't even get close to making it so that was terrible and it really hurts your whole day um, mm-hmm. really starting that far back because that kind of might have had something to do with the way the race went with uh, uh, the car one. not being great right away. I know what the problem was. Oh, tell me. We over-engineered it, Taylor. <laughs> oh, oh, shot fired. <laughs> we over-engineered it. We got three engineers in there. And they all have different ideas. And we what happened was TJ came in there. Are you trying to suggest that Travis <laughs> put the wrong engine in the car? No, it doesn't have to do with the engine. Oh, okay. TJ so. came in there and tried to tell him what line to run. No, I went up, and, you know, I went up in there, and, and Travis, uh, Greg, and um, Adam, our other engineer, and Kevin, the other engineer, they were all throwing darts at a board on adjustments. Wow. Yeah, so that's yeah. when I knew we were in trouble. He's <laughs> coming in and making just throwing shots today. Dang, haymakers. Uh, we will get to the 22 and the 20 issues uh, coming up. I know that Reaction Theater is going to be uh, nuts about that. I think Junior made a, a very good observation about uh, the two getting into the 20 and, and ru- to some degree ruining his day. That certainly might have fueled the fire or might might have made Kenseth even more upset with that whole organization. So we'll, we'll get to that uh, coming up. But let's go uh, through this race a little bit, Amanda. Starting a 22nd. On the day, you had, of course, the wet weather, and the it starts under green-yellow conditions. I uh, had a competition caution that uh, came out. The car is moving forward, 15th, 14th, 11th, 9th. And then there was um, some confusion on pit road. Dale and Greg trying to determine whether or not to pit. Let's hear Junior on this. Oh, boy, I was already at the uh, commitment line. I didn't know if you got the in-car here. Yeah, I was just about to ask you where you were when you heard stay out because I thought you were a little bit before that, so it must be a little delayed. Yeah, when you said stay out, I was right in front, was right at the box. I'm not losing it. Yeah, I, I hear you. You come down, you pull more with you, or you stay out, and then they come. So 23rd right there, I think we can make it all the way back up there. It'll be all right. Yep, so a uh, decision to, to stay out, just a little confusion there, TJ. Yeah, I, it was actually 
right as we were crossing the line, or we had already kind of hit the line, and we're basically all the way across it when 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 Greg said to stay out there. It's one of those scenarios. That you you don't really know what the right to see. You don't know what everyone else is going to do. So you either you just pick one and go with it. So you know, there's no right or wrong. You don't really know. I mean, there's no chance Greg Greg didn't know how many were going to pit behind us. But the only thing you know that I think we need to get better with that is just have a plan going to it. Like, okay, well. I think majority are going to stay out. Heck, let's stay out. You know, mm. let's just pick something and go with it rather than the last-second decision because it makes it – leaves nothing but room for error when you do that. You know, and like I said, we, we pitted when we wanted us to stay out. You know, we should have just – you know, let's stay out unless – you know, if no one in front of you pits, you know, uh, pit. If everyone pits in front of you, stay out. Something, you know. Just, yeah, I think Jimmy just, pulling in in front of us kind of helped yeah, the situation. Yeah, I think that's We hadn't here. made a decision, and he started following his teammate, and yeah. then they called it, mm-hmm. and it was. I do think he was influenced by Jimmy as well there. but It worked out well for us with the way the yeah. next caution fell. We could take two tires and jump yeah. all the track position that's back. That's exactly and right, yep. And uh, and then moved up to all the way to sixth, I believe, Yep. and uh, after the the next caution. But Travis, what happened after the, the caution after that? Lap uh, 185 came in for four tires and came back out 27th. Well, we were discussing that one kind of similar situation. Um, you know, not sure what to do there if we want to be on the offense and have tires, uh, how many people are going to come with us. And, uh, you know, we just ended up making that call. There's there's times when you, you have to realize that if you're exactly even with these guys and as tight as Martinsville is and much as you follow each other around in a line, you have to try to make something happen by making a call to be off cycle or off strategy from them. And, uh, you know, we, we joked about it after the box. We are like, well, we had been about 10th. Um, so what's better, starting 10th on a little bit older right side tires or 27th? And fortunately, went a long run, and we worked our way right back to yeah, where and, we would have been. Listen, it, it was the, and listen, it was the right decision, too, because guess what? 44 laps later, you were right back in 10th position. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not sure how that next restart would have went if we were up there, but I know we were a little bit older on tires on the right side, so odds are we would have maintained or fallen back. So you know, with a long run, that, yeah. that really helped us out there. There was a bunch of cautions um, throughout the entire day. Uh, let's go to uh, lap 378, Amanda. 90 laps on those tires. Now they're in uh, 14th position. All right. Uh, the trailing arm is broken half, or the limper tires just wore out that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, 90 laps on tires, so I think we need to tighten you back up a little bit. The bridge isn't helping the exit. It's just sliding the back into the center at the start of the run. I don't like it. I want to be freer in the center off, but that's not doing it. Yeah, therefore, I think about taking those two rounds back out of the right rear and to take one back out of the left rear. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Travis, I heard you chuckling when he said that the trailer arms broke, or maybe we just went for nine hours on these tires. Yeah, that was pretty much the case. We knew it was going to fall off, and that was one of the longest runs we'd had all day. You know, that was one of the things. We were just in the car for all those shorter runs. I mean, it's not like you have incredibly long full fuel runs in Martinsville usually, but usually they're a little longer than we had, and the car gets looser. You rear out tires, and that was the first time it happened when he said the trailing arm thing. We all kind of laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, Taylor. I noticed – I asked Greg if – I told him I thought there was oil on the track, like a little bit, because everybody was sliding. It like it was like a light switch was flipped right that on that run. I could see – I thought cars had flat tires that didn't have flat tires because they were so sideways off the corner, and that's when he started complaining, you know, trailing arms broke. And I'm sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, no, it's not. You know, it's not broke. You just don't have any left rear tire left what yeah. it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was interesting, man. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. I loved seeing those guys slide off the corner and, and really have to fight the cars. I, I, I don't know that – I really – I mean, Talladega is so different and extremely entertaining. So is Daytona for very different reasons in a very different form. But I, I don't know that there's any race in the sport right now that I enjoy watching more than that, and, and that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Uh, how you manage tire, tire fall-off, beating and banging, and it, you're right, uh, how people manage, especially the left side. If, if you're not on the bottom, you know, like Martin Truex late in the race, how in the world is he going to get back to the bottom after starting on the top? I mean, how do you find a way to get back in the line? And there's so many fascinating things yeah, that happen fun. there. I enjoy it. Any yeah. racetrack where your tire lasts less than your fuel does usually oh, yeah. makes for a good race. It's, that's that's so well said. Yeah, exactly. It really does because that's – and there's so much strategy, obviously. <laughs> Very stressful, I'm sure, for you guys, but it's so much for so much fun for the fans. Well, they restarted uh, 15th on lap uh, 386 and, uh, and kept gaining on it. Really, really one of the classes of the field, I thought. 
for the last 100-plus laps and ends up finishing fourth. He mentioned Hamlin beating on him a little bit there and getting that third spot there at the end, and he was okay with that. So he finishes in fourth position, the 88 team, with a, a really good run. Last thing I want to ask you about, guys, in, in regards to the uh, in, in regards to the team, Travis, last week, Junior, in his um, post-race commentary, said, we'll be fired up. We're going to go to the paperclip again and try to get a win, just like last year after we were eliminated from the chase. And he then said, in a somewhat humorous fashion, if you guys got some motivation yeah. for us for uh, for Texas and Phoenix and Homestead, please send us our, send it our way. So what can we do to make sure that that team has a chance to win again on the the three next Sundays. Well, let me just confirm for you that always extra incentive never hurts, but we definitely want to go win. we got nothing else to do the rest of the year now that we're out is win and hopefully finish as high as we can in points. But uh, I, I listened to that, and I laughed uh, the other week. I was laughing. I was like, man, I can't wait till, uh, if we if hopefully some of the callers give us some ideas because that will be pretty entertaining. <laughs> I mean, Texas, you got the six-shooter, so that's a cool trophy, kind of like a clock. And that's then, true. Uh, Actually, I think it was on our team meeting the other day. We were joking about, hey, we're going to go get a clock. We're going to go get some six-shooters. We're going to go to Phoenix. We're just going to get some sun out there because it's going to be warm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike Davis uh, said on Twitter, Twitter, your move, Eddie Gossage, <laughs> after oh, all that yeah. happened uh, at the, uh, the paperclip. I almost dread the advertisements that are going to start here in a day or so. <laughs> well, they've already been replaying all the fights. They wanted something to happen. Yeah. Uh, well, they're going to they're gonna get it, too. Uh, you know that there's going to – this is not the end of Kenseth and Logano. We're, we're going to get to that, I'm sure, here in Reaction Theater, and we'll sprinkle in our thoughts on it. Last week we told you about Spy's new sunglass style in the 88 collection called Dega. Dale worked closely with Spy to create this new style for his collection. You can go check them out now at spyoptic.com. And the good news, you can receive 20% off the purchase of this new style along with the other shades available in the Signature 88 collection. Just remember... Dinner nationwide 88 at checkout to take advantage of the discount. All right, let's uh, hear what we have to say, I'm sure, on the 22 versus the 20. All right, I'm watching this race here, and I'm trying not to get crazy about it, but Matt Kinsey just ripped that piss that Joey Lodano. That's what you get. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Go. Yeah. Jimmy's about to win this race. Go. Yeah. Joe Lodano and Kevin Harvick. That's what happens when you act like a little like Joe Lodano acts like. Now don't be my hell yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. Um, well, I think he speaks for a lot of the people there in the stands who are going crazy. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, Kenseth is real close buddies with Junior, and, and they've been tight for a long time. Kenseth has won a championship, guys, Was the, in a gazillion races. Was that the most popular moment of Matt Kenseth's career? It might be. Do you want to <laughs> say yes? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he won the Texas last year, though. Yeah, Texas last year <laughs> was pretty entertaining. Well, it that, was, that but Matt, I mean, like though. that, it was about. like Kenseth took a kickoff to the house. I mean, yeah. that place was up for grabs. I don't know, man. I know the old, the old hit when he won his championship, it probably wasn't as exciting because it was the old style. Yeah, right. He won and he, a, yeah, he had it won by like Phoenix, you know, or yeah. he locked it up, and it wasn't even that exciting. So this between last year at Charlotte when Matt got Brad between the hollers, and oh, but this, that was at Charlotte, yeah, yeah, excuse me. and yeah. this, I mean, Matt, uh, this chase, man, must put some pressure on Matt. It do, it brings out some well, some craziness. The Penske drivers keep getting Matt a little yeah. fired up. It appears, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, all right, who's next? I was raised an Earnhardt fan from birth, became a junior fan when the time came for that, and rooted for them my entire life. Never in my life did I think I'd root for Jeff Gordon to win a championship. I'm a huge Earnhardt Jr. fan. I wanted to win every last race going in, but I want Jeff to come out with a championship. It's fitting. He deserves it. He's an amazing driver. That's all I got. I hope to hear this on the download. Out. I don't think there's any question that no. uh, it would be a very popular win, guys. I mean, when we talk about what would bring the most eyeballs to the sport, the fact that the G Jeff Gordon in his very last race has a chance to win his fifth championship, uh, there that is, there's a tremendous amount of intrigue for the sport uh, for that reason, no doubt. First off, I am not a Matt Kenseth fan, nor am I a Joey Logano fan. I do not like what Matt Kenseth did today, but... A lot of the announcers and everyone are saying that 
you know, NASCAR needs to say an example of this, you know, possibly penalizing Matt Kenseth, not letting him race the next couple of races or whatever. They did not do anything to Jeff Gordon whenever he intentionally wrecked Clint Boyer in 2012 at Phoenix. They did not do anything to Kevin Harvick last week whenever he intentionally wrecked 10 cars at Talladega. Now, yes, I know we can't prove that Kevin Harvick did that on purpose, but you know what? Anybody with a functioning brain knows he did it on purpose. So, if Matt Kenseth does not own up to what he did to Joe Logano and does not say, yes, I did it intentionally, can NASCAR really do anything about it? I don't know if they can. Anyway, maybe Junior can uh, get a win at uh, Texas, Phoenix, or Homestead. Hell yeah. Well, after the race, um, when um, well, after Kenseth did that, uh, he was interviewed by Marty Snyder on, on television, and he mentioned that he had to do something for the respect of the garage. He did mention that. I don't know if that's a complete admission, but certainly that's uh, that's bordering on it. And Jeff Burton said on the broadcast, guys, Travis, I'll start with you. He, he said on the broadcast basically what that Reaction Theater caller just said, that he wonders if something needs to be done to prevent somebody being intentionally wrecked. I think it's a very double-edged sword. You got They want the boys have at it, and it's exciting, and but at some point there's something's going to have to change, in my opinion, because... You can't have people blatantly wrecking each other every week. I don't think uh, whatever happened between Harvick and Trevor Bain was very good because mm. obviously that hurt our chances. But you know, you just can't have people wrecking each other and stuff like that. I I think Matt, in his standpoint, had to he had to respond or else he was going to get keep getting used up as he felt those guys were doing to him, and he wanted to make a statement to prove that he wasn't going to let stuff like that slide. But uh, for the sake of the sport, we cannot consistently wreck cars and have things like this happen because it's just it's bad for everybody else involved. What do you think, TJ? Well, I think it goes back to you can't suspend him. There's been too many incidents that have happened just like it. You go back to Brad and Carl at Atlanta. Brad drives into the bottom. Yeah. Carl comes on across his nose, flips out, comes back and flips him on the front stretch. And, I mean, with white gloves on, and he turns right, and nothing was <laughs> done there. And then Jeff, you there know, there is a did precedent it. set. Yeah, Jeff did it at Phoenix, and you know, Harvick did it to you know seal his chase deal at, at Talladega. You know, there's a. I don't think what happened between Joey and Matt was Joey picking on Matt. He had, he was the better car at the time. Matt was blocking the heck out of him. Right. And he did run him into the wall a little bit yeah. going into turn one. And Joey's trying at this point. You got two guys trying to win a race. One's trying to continue on in the championship, and one's just trying to win. It doesn't. Joey doesn't want to look at that guy and be like, you know what, he's not in the chase. I need to let him win this race. I mean, I want to win. Yeah, and I get you know? that, and I think, and we talked about that, TJ, a couple weeks ago. I think what Junior said about how Joey handled it is what yeah, probably I agree makes Kenseth yeah. uh, uh, so upset. I agree and with that. Joey, Joey, the way he handles a lot of these issues, and Lord knows he's in plenty of them. You know, his father on the track, you know, trying to wait to do something, and Todd Gordon, his crew chief, is get out of here, man. You know, yeah, I, and get off the track, dude. You know, it, Joey's a grown man. He doesn't exactly need his dad there. But that's, that's that's the thing that I think that really bothers people like Kenseth and so many others is it's time to act like your own man, Joey. Yeah. And he does. Well, he he seems to welcome hiding behind not only his dad but other people on his team, and that that bothers me. I mean, I think it bothers a lot of people. I don't really know if he welcomes hiding behind something because he's not telling them guys to do that. You know what I mean? Your your crew guys are always going to stand up for you, and you know it's never going to end with that. The crew guys are always going to be there for the drive for their driver and stuff. But like, you know, I agree. He need you know that Joey's a per. I mean, he's a grown man. He can handle himself. You know, if he if he does something, he's going to pay the consequences of it. But I think there needs to be something done here to to show that look, this can't be done. If you intentionally wreck somebody that ruins the outcome of the race, or or he, I mean, like Junior said, that was a hard wreck, man. Uh, say that goes down there and breaks Joey's leg or something, man. I mean, is that is that really worth it? They were racing for a win in Kansas, right. and Matt got spun out. Matt kind of would Matt have spun Joey out? I believe he would have. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't think I mean, that was I a wrong analysis. He blocked him into the fence. Everybody saw that too. <laughs> I would. I would have. Anybody would have spun anybody out trying to win a race at that point. These things aren't easy to win. <laughs> All right, let's hear the next one. What a great day it was. Dale qualifies 22nd, comes out and battles all day, has a hell of a run to the front. Nice finish in fourth place, and our teammate at Hendrick, Jeff Gordon, punches his ticket to Miami. Oh, and speaking of punches, there may be some more throws. Matt Kenseth, that was awesome. Thank you for 
finally putting Joey Logano right where he belongs into the fence and watching him have to calm his daddy down. You may be able to hide behind your dad in the pits, but not on the track, Joey. Hendrick Motorsports, going for the championship with Jeff. Rest of the year is going to be a hell of a year for Dale Jr. Dale, yeah. Did you plan that caller right after you made the comments? Because that was like a perfect segue. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's hard for me to be happy with somebody intentionally wrecking somebody that hard because I'm sitting there thinking, what if what if Junior spun Matt out at Kansas for the win and Matt come, Matt came yeah. back and did that? I don't I don't think in any, you know, any I don't, means it's correct what he yeah, did. I think a lot of people to. feel that way. They felt that, that Joey put in his place. That's why the fans cheered. Yeah. But well, at I the mean, end I of the day, that, it's not a good thing to have. It was, it was no doubt it's a heat of the moment thing. Yeah, um, It's a scary thing to be knowing that at any point these guys, does this mean Trevor Bain drives yeah. Harvick straight into the fence hard one of these times? I mean, is yeah, that prob- right? It could. I mean, and that's what that's what we're saying. I, I think what it also right means, now. TJ, is that we're going to see more fireworks in Texas. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I hope we don't because we are going. I fast think for in Texas. Joey's <laughs> case, he better not try to retaliate because. Oh he has yeah, too much that's to lose. a good point because if he, yeah, exactly because <laughs> yeah. then he would have to go to Phoenix, having to get a win. Chances are, he's, I mean, you look how far back he is in the points now. He um, he's he's thirty eight points out with I only feel like two that's races. Over. I feel like the thing between Joey and Matt's over. I do. I just wonder if something's going to yeah. happen. And it, seemed, but it seems like it does every year with this new format. There's a few that aren't over, I can tell you that. <laughs> Who's next? Hey, this is a question that probably won't be addressed on Reaction Theater because I'm not entertaining like a lot of y'all's calls. But this wreck <laughs> that McKenzie did against Lugano, he says he didn't do it on purpose. Harvick said he didn't do it on purpose last week. I really think that if Kenseth gets fined, Harvick ought to get fined. And I wonder what y'all think about that. And I think anytime you wreck on purpose, it's a horrible thing. And I really don't think Junior would do that. Junior's a class act, and I was pulling for him, but I'm glad that uh, that Jeff Gordon got the win today. You know, since we are pr- trying to promote rational, level-headed people yeah. today, Travis and TJ, there's your winner. We'll yeah. listen to the last, I was just thinking that. was good. That was we'll good We'll listen one. to the last couple of Reaction Theater calls, Amanda, but you go ahead and mark that down. That's our winner. She said, I know I'm not going to be so entertaining, but I've got a question, and it's a great question. Yeah. I, it, if you have a valid point or even just a question, you're usually going to get on. I just don't pick <laughs> crazy people all the time. <laughs> uh, Travis, you start. Valid, what though. did you think about that question? It's exactly what a lot of people wonder. You know, everybody wondered last week. Um, it's like the one guy said about how everybody believes Harvick did it on purpose, but he said he didn't, and they did nothing. And everybody can blatantly see that Matt did it, but he says he didn't do it on purpose. So – it's it's a question. It's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time. We all agree that stuff like this doesn't need to happen and it's wrong. But what they do here is is definitely going to set a precedent. And it's it's a hard call to make. I wouldn't want to be the guy because of all the situations that have happened in the past. I mean, they haven't done to so many things. And this is just the most extreme case. So now what happens? TJ, what would you do to Harvick and what would you do to uh, Kenseth? I think it's I think if you're going to have the balls to wreck something on purpose, you, might, you need to admit it. I mean, why, why hide it? I mean, you look more like a fool. You know how I know Matt was lying? Because he had his sunglasses on at night. <laughs> I mean, he did. And, uh, it was dark there. <laughs> I, if you're going to do it, just tell people you did it. I mean, it, it looks obvious. Hey, you look more like a, like a fool than to lie about it. When Harvick's teaming him up in the mirror, there he is. He turns right. Perfect. You got yeah. him. When the restart before, you're all the way up by the wall out of the way. Man, that's crazy. You were so good at it the first time but you failed the second time. And this week, come on, man. Matt rode around. I heard him standing on the gas right in front of me. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Corner. I heard I, him. I, I agree. Remember, remember Boyer so. a couple of years ago after they he made the chase, and he went on the whole media circuit saying, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And, yeah. You know, slipping well, and sliding over all over Richmond. That's like Jeff saying, oh, I was on a splitter through three and four the whole time. It just took <laughs> off on me when I got Clint. I mean, I don't know. What, just admit it. I mean, yeah. man up. If you're gonna ma- if you're gonna point. be a man enough to wreck a guy on purpose, don't hide. What's the difference? I mean, if you're gonna hide behind it, that's like saying, you know, that's like picking on Joey and his dad. Well, you make a you make the the call. He said Joey's not gonna win the championship, right? If if I'm not correcting that, I'm pretty <laughs> that's right. I'm pretty yep. sure he said that on TV. So you're gonna say that, and then you're gonna go wreck him. And you're gonna say you didn't do it. I mean, it's like you said, just yeah, just own up to it. Okay, we all know if you what did happened. it. Just admit you did it. Well, don't be. Yeah, don't, I wrecked him. That's boys. Have don't act right? like a big tough guy, and then then hot, then say you didn't do it on purpose. Well said. Who's next? <laughs> Here's your crazy. Yeah, no! Yep. <laughs> I 
loved it. I loved it. And hey, Matt Kenseth, you're my hero, baby. I love Matt Kenseth now. Woo! <laughs> go, go, Junior, go! Woo! That's what you just said. Not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she was she was enthusiastic. I liked her. Yeah. Yeah. Good gracious. I'm glad she's that. Let me tell you, that is what the Martinsville grandstands felt like. <laughs> yeah, if this ever gets out, maybe they can move that race up to 12 o'clock next year so we make sure we get it in. Or just put some lights out there. Or lights. Would I would be uh, all for a night I would race be at Martinsville, Yeah, man. Saturday night race. Would well, be Junior's awesome. been calling for that for years. I, I, Gosh, man, I'm telling be, you, man, I think that would be terrific there. There can't it, be that many lights. They need to, small <laughs> track. They need to move the date up a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah right <laughs> after true. daylight savings time was pushing it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Cold. On both of those races, um, sometimes the weather can be a, a factor for sure. Yeah. And uh, it would be a great racetrack, nice though, man. It's so awesome. All right, last one. This is a big, bold statement coming from Dado. <laughs> I'll tell you this right here. If NASCAR parts Matt Kenseth for the rest of the year for paying back that little Joey Logano, I will not renew my season tickets at Texas Motor Speedway. I will turn sloppy yellow into strictly my band's tour bus, and I won't spend one second wasted watching NASCAR. NASCAR created a circus when it developed an idiotic chase format. All these media members and pundits that are giving Matt Kenseth hell, they're all talking about it all week. That payback was going to happen at Martinsville. What the Martinsville races for? NASCAR better be the smart thing and tell Joey Logano and the other 15 chasers, hey, when you live by the sword, ride by the sword. So if that's the way you want to win races and, and make it farther in a chase, just understand payback is a And that's about that It's time for Texas week. The smoker's fired up. I got brisket marinating. I'm moving in Wednesday at noon. Thank God. It's a good time to be in Texas. <laughs> Free dinner. Yeah, that sounded real good. I'm thinking we need yeah, to stop by. Any person near Fort Worth, Texas, that I like more than that guy. Yeah. And you need to, you do. You need to go uh, check him out. Now, you may agree or disagree about his thoughts on the wreck or whatever, but I love his passion, and he is so supportive of the 88. Dado, of course, uh, had his own segment with Mike uh, a few weeks back. <laughs> That is he a bold is. statement, though. It That's a bold, bold statement. He made a First good of all, point. he's not leaving NASCAR. Dato, you're, you're full of it. You're he's still gonna going to come anywhere. to the track. It's too fun to hang out. And plus, there, uh, I won't let him. I'll I go know. find him, and I'll, I'll <laughs> drive drag him sloppy out there. yellow myself to the track he, if I have to. He likes to drink and cook too much to not go to that race. So <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Where else is he going to find that kind of yeah. entertainment? Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. And congratulations to... The lady that called in the with calm a lady. very yeah. level-headed, rational <laughs> call and question. The calm lady. About uh, Harvick and Kenseth these last couple of weeks. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's Takes a Nation. I'm Mike Davis. I apologize in advance. I sound terrible. I feel great, but I sound terrible. But I'm here with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Yesterday, Kelly and I were on a trip. On Monday, that it, that's why I wasn't on the uh, rest of this podcast. That's when they taped. But uh, we went to Illinois, and somehow I caught some something. I don't know what it was. I know. So you caught it during the day? I guess Because I, I did. noticed that in the morning you were fine, but I then was. coming home, you sounded like that. And I'm like, what, what happened? Did I sound like this coming yeah, home? Yeah. You know, maybe it was just the kind of allergies in the air because we were in farm country. Yeah, so, we went to Illinois yeah, and uh, yeah. had a good visit with our new partner, Brant, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But here's why I've got you on here. Okay. All right, you do a lot of things here. You wear many gloves. You're in control of everything. But one thing you also uh, which, do. Which leaves me completely out of control. <laughs> probably, yeah. But one of the things that you also are expected to do is give us hunting updates when Dale and your husband and uh, others go hunting. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but Dale is off hunting this week. And LW, your husband, is there with him. They're hunting with Martin Truex. Any updates? Can you give us, uh, you know, any text messages, any pictures? What do we got? (laughs) 
Well, we have a few problems with where they're at is that service is not the greatest. Okay. Um, if you can imagine that Dale's anywhere without internet, that's pretty incredible in itself. But they do have internet and they got it hooked up yesterday, but it's just not optimal. But I have, obviously, LW and I have checked in together and the weather's a little hot this week. You know, yesterday in Illinois, it was the same thing. It was nice yeah. and warm and, and they're having to deal with that a little bit too. So the weather's a little hot. The deer aren't moving around as much as they would like them to. I think Gus has barked off a few. Oh, so he um, Junior took Gus? Yeah, so um, he and Martin drove. They had a, a vehicle that they had purchased, like a 99 Chevy truck. And uh, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. That, that's funny in itself. <laughs> hold on. They bought a 1999 yeah. model yeah. truck. Yeah, it's really nice, too. It's four-wheel drive. It's got a cattle guard thing on the front of it. Like it, a, it came okay. from Dale Hart Jr. Chevrolet down in Florida. A, and, a newer uh, one wasn't got in it the in, cards? Nope, nope. Dale wanted, Dale wanted to spend $2,500 on a vehicle <laughs> to put at their land, you know, so that they could drive to town and go back and forth to the airport and things like that. So this vehicle, it was more than $2,500 because he realized that used Chevy trucks are in high demand. Sure. And uh, their price points are not that low. But it's pretty cool. They they love it. Dale drove it around here in North Carolina for about a couple weeks to, you know, make sure that everything was fit for their road trip. And he and Martin, after the race uh, in Martinsville, drove there with Gus, which I was just amazed by. Yeah. And Gus is active, very yes. active. Barks a lot. Uh, freakishly he's strong, too. I've very had strong, to yes. Leave a race yeah, with him. In fact, I had to buy one of those little things that you twist down in the ground to, to put him outside because, you know, at Dale's, he's used to a doggy door and he's got this nice fence yard sure. and this heated dog house and an indoor dog room and all this. But there, it was going to be a little different. So, and I bought like 80 pounds and below, and, and Dale looks at her. He's like, Oh, uh, he's above 80 pounds. And I was like, Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gus, uh, I think LW told me that Dale could hear Gus barking from his tree stand yesterday. So, I'm not sure if that's influencing hunting or what's going on. But it probably doesn't yeah. help. It was 39 degrees there this morning. They're seeing more deer action this morning. Okay. So we'll see we'll what see kind what, of report we get. We'll yeah. see what we get. That's yep. good. You know, there was a time, Kelly, that I just knew that Dale did not inherit that love of outdoors that your dad had. You know, it was it was kind of obvious. But then I, now I realize I was wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, what happened? I mean, because Carrie and even yourself, you guys love the outdoors, and you marry LW, so if you didn't love the outdoors, you were going to yeah. eventually. But now Dale has really taken to this thing. And then we also announcing uh, like new, uh, you know, Earnhardt Outdoors and this new True Timber, yep. True Timber Camo uh, relationship, which we'll talk about in a second. But did this just sort of happen recently or <laughs> did he always have it, just not the opportunities? I think that it's always been there. I think it's just been, you know, untucked and discovered of late. You know, he went hunting with my dad. He enjoyed that. Uh, when my dad was alive, they enjoyed, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I don't just kind of maybe a product of his age and, and how things were happening for him and what was happening. But LW is a fanatic hunting. And Dale's been on a few hunting trips over the past five years, sure. um, you know, at least maybe once a year. I think that, you know, they got the opportunity to get their own land, which was important to Dale. It's kind of their own thing. They're building it and they're managing it. And all of that has, you know, it's his. You know, he's not just showing up at some ranch and, you know, the celebrity there for the couple of days. Right, and, and, right. Um, you know, this is he. This is just uh, you know. I think he can own this, yeah. and uh, it's made him want to be more of a part of it. So. Without a doubt. I mean, I've been on hunting trips with Devil. We would go uh, to some outfitters, and you know, as part of a group. And there is, first of all, there's a, a level of pressure that you have. You know, like everybody's kind of looking to see like what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. As far as how you know your talent and and how good you are, if you're out of your element or if you're in it. And that's magnified with Dale. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like, you know, let's see, let's see him shoot his bow for the first time. <laughs> God, God help him if he misses his target. Well, you know, all of a sudden he sucks. You know, it's just like everything's magnified with Dale. But yeah, this is a place he can yeah. just go and do his own thing. And uh, yeah, the last sixty, yeah, the last sixty days, it's all that we hear in our household. Yeah. So if he's he's texting with LW, he, if he's in, if he's visiting, that's all they're talking about. At Carson's birthday party, they spent all their time talking about that. It's just, I got this, I got this, we're going to bring this, what about this, you know, on and on. So I hope they have a good week and, and uh, come home with, with something. And if not, they're going to give it a whirl, I think, again next week. And yeah. See how it goes. Keep going. So, yeah. I was in your office last week, and we got a text at the, about the same time, and it was from LW, and he said, True Timber, baby. <laughs> and then your response was, 
It sounds. I bet he got a deer. <laughs> I bet he got one, and yep. sure enough, he did. It was pretty nice too, right? Yeah, it was. I think it was a 13-pointer, uh, older, mature deer, uh, one that he hadn't seen on his cameras. Oh, wow. So that's always pretty exciting. Uh, he was hunting at a lease that he has uh, in Ohio, and uh, so he was pretty excited about yeah, that. That's yeah, that's cool. You know, we mentioned True Timber. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we announced that Dale now has this exclusive camo brand, True Timber. And he's even got equity ownership with it, uh, with Johnny Morris and Rusty Sellers. What can we expect out of this, Kelly? Like, how big could this honestly be? I think that, uh, well, there's tons of opportunity with True Timber. You know, they've been around for, I think, eight years or so, just kind of in the the patterned business and, and fabric and that kind of thing. And they've just, you know, every year grown. And this year is just a huge year for them. Uh, obviously teaming up with Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops, there's tons of opportunity there, you know, to place their product and have relationships with different licensees. But Dale's very excited about it. It's something, you know, that, that he can continue on after racing whenever that might be and, and something that he can help be a part of and grow and have input in. And uh, Rusty and Johnny are just great people to be around just down home there right out of South Carolina. So, you know, right. they feel just like us. And, you know, so I, we're all excited about the relationship. The pattern's great. LW has been testing out, field testing the product and, and giving them input. And um, <laughs> uh, so I think he had a zipper break on something the other day and he's like texting up Rusty. Oops, look what happened here, fellas. You know, my zipper broke. Um, but That's funny. I, it's good field, stuff. It's field good. Field testing camo. I would have yeah. thought like, you know, um, a hundred yards, he still doesn't see me, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but uh, no, that's cool. So he's field testing camo. He's already got a trophy buck that uh, he could say. So I, and he was wearing true timber when it happened. So we yeah, but you know what? What's now happened with this trophy buck? Okay, so let me tell you this little story. We have two deer, three deer actually hanging in our living room. So when LW and I got married, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to, you know make him a part of the house, you know, and <laughs> what can we do? So we kind of changed the whole living room concept. And we've got these two massive deer uh, staring at us. One's from Iowa and one's from Kansas. They're both 20-some points, you yeah. know, big deer. And then my little nine-pointers on the wall from Pennsylvania. <laughs> so in Pennsylvania, we have a cabin. We've got deer from the time he was 16 on the cabin wall uh, up there. And uh, also the bear that I shot a few years ago. Yeah. And then they've got their hunting land that, you know, whatever they – shoot up there they're gonna you know showcase on the walls there and so this buck from ohio from this lease there's no cabin or anything there we don't own any part of it and he says you know i i, I got a little bit of a dilemma and i'm like what's that and he said well you know where am i going to put this deer i said well that's a good question where are you going to put this deer and he said well you know we we got to come up with the, something around the house you know <laughs> so we have a pool house and i'm pretty sure that we're going to make this our outdoor slash pool house <laughs> like <laughs> so i'm pretty sure that we're gonna have some um deer on the wall in the pool house do you know so. another good place for it would be i'm right? a good i'm a good wife you are that. a good wife but <laughs> let me just throw one more thing i think the pool house will win out but you know the dirty mo radio studio here we need oh we yeah need, we need something to hang headsets on right amanda yeah. I mean, <laughs> headsets even organize it a little bit better uh but uh no that's cool well listen Kelly, you've got your own show that you're about to record with Andy Petrie, and it will air next Wednesday. You've got the second part of, of your Steve, Steve Park, Park interview, which was phenomenal. My goodness, it was so good. I know, we've been so knocking good. it out of the park, Amanda, lately, I'm, haven't we? I'm telling you, <laughs> folks, if you've not listened to the Steve Park interview, that it, the first part of it aired last week. If you love Dale Earnhardt, if you like Dale Earnhardt, if you heard of Dale Earnhardt <laughs> but don't really have an opinion, listen to this interview that Kelly had with Steve Park. And then uh, I feel like that. today with Andy is going to be very similar. And Andy so, Petrie yeah, is going to, uh, you got him in studio today and that'll air next week. So these are just awesome interviews you're doing. And I really appreciate that. And hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? All you got to do, call 877-697-2246 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation. That's J-R Nation. Don't spell out Junior. J-R Nation. For more information, and don't forget, Kelly, you need to remember this. Amanda, you need to remember this. Nationwide is on your side. 
Here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. Tomorrow, tune in as part two of Kelly's interview with Steve Park. We'll be on Fastlane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. And after a couple weeks off, the boys on Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, are back. You can check out their latest episode on Thursday. Remember, you can always catch Dale Jr.'s at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets let's throw the white flag white flag right there white flag um i'm not going to be as entertaining as mike i feel oh come <laughs> on now well, well, that's what the other lady said and she yeah won. well that's true <laughs> you should let, you should let, <laughs> let travis read it, it. okay i'll read it you travis know, no, no. Or, or travis james Tra- no travis, travis james has read it before i think we yeah should this one's really long i don't want to read this one. we should let <laughs> travis peterson read white oh, flag yeah, just read this verbatim that's all you want read it read it read it yes sir Travis James. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm going to stare at you the whole time. <laughs> I can't read this paper if I'm making eye contact with you. We'll okay, would you two decide? All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale's taking a couple days off at the beginning of this week, but things will pick back up for him starting Thursday. Dale, his sister Kelly, and one of the newest drivers to JR Motorsports Stables, Elliot Sadler, will be doing a photo shoot for One Main Financial. Very That's cool. the primary sponsor for Sadler when he comes to join JRM in the 2016 season. On Friday, it's off to Texas Motor Speedway, where the first practice will kick off at 12.30 Eastern time, followed by the qualifying at 6.45 Eastern, and both can be seen on NBC Sports Network. In between practice and qualifying on Friday, they will be making an appearance at the True Timber stage outside the Speedway with our friends from Bristol Motor Speedway. If you're at the track, you can catch the appearance at 3.30 Central time. Also, if you haven't heard the news, we've announced yesterday that Jeb Burton will be driving the JR Motorsports Haas Automation Chevy on Friday night during the truck race. Nice. Coverage for the truck race will be seen on Fox Sports 1 at 8.30 East. P- 8. Oh, man. TJ. TJ messed wow. me up. I'm Dude, blaming him just like I blame awesome. him for everything else. That ESPN, is that hard to say? Uh, it was actually Fox Sports 1 oh. and Fox Eastern. One. It was Eastern. Eastern. It was PM and Eastern that got me. It's going to be on yeah. Fox Sports 1 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. If you can't watch, our friends at MRN will also have coverage at 8 o'clock. On Saturday, Dale will run two practices. First one's at 11, and the final practice for Cup is at 2. Then he'll switch back over to the owner role for the Xfinity Series race where Regan Smith, Chase Elliott, and Kevin Harvick take on Texas. You can catch that at 3.30 Eastern on NBC as well and PRN at 3 p.m. Eastern. Then Sunday's race day. They'll start <laughs> the day off with appearance at the Chevy stage at 10.30 Central Time, and it's time for the race to begin at 2 p.m. Eastern on NBC and PRN at 1.00. There you go. Uh, TJ, I want you to pay close attention to Travis and his performance on Sunday, all right? Give us a report next week. Oh I give you a report every week on him. I know. Hey, he's, You know, you did say you have nothing but time the rest of this chase. Now's the time to work on that pit road map that I need so dearly. Oh, man, this guy. Every <laughs> week he complains that he can't figure out where people are in pit I'm road. Like he top, doesn't have eyes or something. I'm on one of the top cars, and I have the worst pit road map for my engineers every week. All these other guys have the nice little he car He acts like numbers. the engineer is the only one can handle it. Like TJ is some prima donna that walks in and expects us to hand him a piece of paper yeah. that's laced in gold. He's a little, you get paid to do that stuff. Yeah. He's very high maintenance. <laughs> Is there somebody be. that you don't bicker with, TJ? I no. love it. No, this, <laughs> this is what happens every week. Watch him try. This happens. It's good, though. Don't start. That's You're next. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I get fired up when he's on the podcast. It's my man, TJ. Travis, awesome stuff today. Amanda, thank you. For Dale Jr., I'm Taylor Zarzer. Appreciate you listening to us on the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Download. Now, as we've told you, the Signature 88 collection has a new style. It's called Dega. Go check it out. It's got different colors. You can choose your color frame. It's a pretty awesome style. Dale worked really hard on it, and he really likes it. I hope you guys will like it, too. Now, when you go to spyoptic.com, you decide to make a purchase. Don't forget to enter code NATIONWIDE88 at checkout so you can get 20% off that purchase.